welcome to Just Interesting People podcast. I'm Rosie and I'm here with Jeremy and our very first guest, Alvi. Um, this is our first podcast, like I just said, so we're super nervous. Bear with us if we make mistakes, but I'm hoping we'll be amazing. Um, so I'm going to pass over to Jeremy, who's going to introduce Alvi to us. Thank you, Rosie. Uh, Alvi, welcome. Appreciate you having me. <laughs> first guest of the podcast. That's exciting. Um, so just a little background before we get started with the real interview um alvi and i met in october it was be november uh, november right yeah, yeah. We, we did a, a training together uh, in miami and uh, we've been in touch literally every week <laughs> since we met <laughs> uh thanks to the training um and yeah we connected pretty quickly uh during this training uh, that was pretty intense we spent like five days together pretty much the whole time so you we quickly created a special bond i would say for sure and um and yeah and like we've been sharing quite a lot for the past few months and um and yeah and if, like actually the day i decided to the podcast i was with you and you were like you know what you're gonna be the first one <laughs> <laughs> all right let's do it and we're making it happen now yeah. <laughs> so now you're here a few weeks later um so yeah thank you for coming thank My you pleasure. for being the first guest um and yeah, so we're just going to have a, a nice conversation and the idea is just to bring value to all of you guys, to all the listeners. Uh, so thank you for listening and tuning in with us. Um, so yeah, do you want to just give us a little background about you, like who you are? Yeah, so my name is Alvy Thompson. I grew up in South Florida. And before we go really deep into who I am now, I'd love to give a little context of how I got to this point. And if we go all the way back about six years ago I was in the hospital sitting next to my mom actually when she was on her deathbed and it was really the realization that she wasn't going to be living anymore and that these were the last few moments that we're going to have together and growing up my mom was my rock she was everything for me and once I graduated from college and I moved back home from Georgetown I was very big into health and wellness and my mom was very sick at the time, had a lot of the Western society diseases like obesity, um, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, um, diabetes. And the only thing I really wanted to do was help her change that and fix that. And I was in a time where I was learning so much about nutrition and, and movement and physical therapy. And I felt like I had all the answers to help her get better. And my mother just didn't want to do any of the work. And I had so much resentment towards her uh, for that. And in that moment, I'm sitting there with her and I was reflecting on how she had gotten to that point. And something that I think a lot of people suffer from in our society is this victim mentality where we feel like we're all by ourselves, that we can't change, that we're not worthy, we're not good enough. And my mom had a lot of that in her. And because of that, she wanted to get a surgery that was going to remove excess skin around her stomach because maybe 10 years before that, she had gastric bypass surgery and she finally started to lose the weight. And she was so, she had so much just shame around this extra skin that she had. And she went to a couple different doctors to see if she was a candidate to get the skin removed. 
And the three doctors she went to all told her no, that she wasn't healthy enough because of all of the pain medication that she was on, all of her medication for her diabetes and everything else. And one day she actually found a doctor who said in order for him to get to a hernia that she had, he was going to have to remove the skin around her stomach. And to my mom, that was like the best case scenario. That's what she wanted. Mm -hmm. And it was crazy because literally the day before she was going to go get the surgery, she was having second thoughts. And, you know, I got really excited. She was having second thoughts. I was like, hey, you know, don't get it. You don't have to do it. Um, There's other ways to work on it. And, you know, she still decided that she wanted to do it. And me and her actually got into a big argument. And um, that argument was really like the last words that I had with my mom. And um, she went, got the surgery, and she called some people in our family, not me, because, you know, we were fighting at the time. And she was complaining of being short of breath. And long story short, she went into this episode where she couldn't breathe, and they induced her into a coma. And over the span of about 12 weeks, she was just never able to pull through it. So going back to that moment, I'm sitting next to her, to her bedside. And I realized that, you know, I wasn't going to see her again. And I had this moment that something needed to change in me because at that time I had a great skill set in personal training, I had a great skill set in nutrition coaching, but I couldn't meet her where she was at. And that's what led me on this personal development journey the last five years where I've been doing everything that I could to be a better listener, a more effective communicator, a more compassionate person, a more empathetic person. And it's those same qualities that led us to meet in the training, um, working on those things. And, you know, one of my biggest lessons that I've learned from that is to love unconditionally because at the time I didn't realize it, but looking back now, I did have conditional love for my mom because I felt like I was only really treating her well or loving her when she was doing quote unquote, the right things that I thought she should be doing. And, you know, I even tell myself now, if I had the skill set that I currently have, things may have turned out different and she might still be alive today. And, um, it's something that I wrestle with, but it's also something that inspires me to really just help empower people to make like changes in their life, but do it from an energy where I'm meeting them where they're at, as opposed to trying to force somebody or say, Hey, this is the only way to do it. And it's really shifted my life and the life of people I come into contact with. Yeah. Cause I mean, I know you're skilled. You've got a lot of certifications into like nutrition, uh, health, fitness. Uh, but yeah, I guess the point is that everyone is different. Um, and there is no like a magic recipe. Like, it's not like if you do that and do that and do that, it's going to work out. Like, like you said, like you need to meet the people where they are. And I guess that requires a lot of compassion, um, which, yeah, I like. <laughs> <laughs> I struggle with that. And yeah, I mean, the training has been super helpful for that, obviously. Um, yeah, thank you for sharing. No, I appreciate uh, that. Your, your, your story such a powerful story I got quite emotional listening to it I was trying not to cry because I didn't want to like I don't know disrupt disrupt what you were saying and put you off or whatever but it's just like thank you so much for being so open with us about your story and it's inspiring that you've learned from it and you're growing from it and you see that as something to progress further and not 
pull you back, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm at this moment, this point now in my life where my goal is just to meet people where they're at. And even for other people to realize that wherever they're at in this current moment is perfect and it's okay. And instead of bringing all of the baggage from the past and all the thoughts of, oh, I'm not good enough or I'm not pretty enough, I'm not handsome enough, I'm not rich enough, I'm not healthy enough, whatever it is, instead of coming from this place of lack, it's understanding that we're all perfect, whole and complete. And if a person wants to exercise, it's because they want to honor their body. If a person wants to eat high quality food, it's because they want to honor their body. If a person wants to meditate or do yoga or anything like that, it's because they want to honor their body, not because they feel like they don't have enough. Or it's not, not about good enough. you should do it. It's because it's the right thing to do at this specific time for yourself. Exactly. Because you are, you're accepting it. It's not because someone told you so because the society wants you to be fit or whatever. Yeah. Right. It's right. going to be like a, an inner decision. Like for sure. It's exactly it's what you said. Yeah. yeah. It has to be this, um, you know, internal validation as opposed to external validation. And the story I tell myself is so much of the way people move in life is based off of other people's expectations, whether it's what, their parents think they should be doing it's what their spouse thinks that they should be doing or it's just what general society thinks that they should be doing and i've been a victim of this where you know i i was doing all the things for people and and reasons outside of myself and then i got to that accomplishment and i still had this empty feeling and i've realized that it's because i was doing it for someone else not for myself i actually remember now you said that, that you told me at one point that the reason you started getting into fitness was to get girls yeah. at the beginning. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like to look good. For sure. Girls, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I played football in high school and college, and I was a former D lineman. So you know, weighing 285 pounds, being a big guy, it was great for um, for football. Yeah. And I still got girls then too. I mean, who doesn't like a, a chubby guy? But um, it was so funny when I finished playing. My sole purpose was like, okay, I'm gonna drop all this weight so I can. Uh, look good and get all these chicks like literally all my mindset was yeah. and it's funny I ended up buying a meal plan from a person who's one of my best friends now Mark and it was so funny that once I did lose the weight because I was eating such high quality food the weight was amazing but even more than that it was like a, a veil was lifted off my head and I was way less irritable like Jeremy, you wouldn't believe it, but I was like a, a hothead <laughs> back in my day. Like I was that dude. Someone stepped on my shoe in the club. I'm I'm ready to fight somebody. And uh, I can't imagine yeah, it. I mean, yeah, right, right. That's not the guy, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's what's so funny about it. And it literally started with just changing my diet. And once I started eating just real quality food, I lost the weight. And more than that, I was just less irritable. I had a new sense of calm. I had so much more energy. And that led me to like ask myself, like, what else is out there and what other avenues can I take to expand on this? And between that and my mom's death, that's what led me into life coaching. And I took a year long certification through the Human Potential Institute and it just gave me amazing skills for um, just active listening and being able to help people strategize and really build sustainable systems that match their lifestyle, as opposed to it just being some cookie cutter program that's supposed to work for everybody, because we're all very different. And depending on our ethnicity, depending on our jobs, our stress levels, what we have time for, 
everyone's program is going to look so much and you really customize it to the person as well right it's not just like the exercise or just the food it's the whole mindset sleeping the whole shebang it's everything right absolutely it's everything so my my definition of fitness instead of it just being like a physical thing i talk about physical fitness emotional fitness uh, mental fitness emotional and spiritual fitness, fitness. I love that. right right <laughs> you got you got to build those emotional muscles or we'll just be Jeez. a mess out here yeah so I, I i really work to help my clients understand how much their mindset and their emotions play a huge role in the bodily changes that they're trying to get and you know something we learned from our training is that you know we get to be committed to our vision our commitments not to our feelings and we are emotional beings, we're humans. Yeah. And when we can separate our thoughts and our feelings and put them to the side and still take action, so many of my clients have been finding just way more fulfillment in their life. And in my experience, most people, you know, someone might say they want to lose 30 pounds. And yes, they want to lose 30 pounds. But the deeper thing is, what is losing 30 pounds going to add to their life? What's the purpose of it? Right. What's like the that's, purpose? that's a strategy. To actually reach a vision but you need a purpose like, exactly i mean everyone well, it's february right now but i'm sure everyone in january said oh this year i'm gonna be doing xyz <laughs> right uh, i started then, my fitness journey for the millionth time yeah <laughs> and, and then after four or five <laughs> weeks usually everything is gone already and i think the reason behind that is because we don't have a vision we don't have a purpose it's right. like i'm gonna exercise three times a week cool why right if you don't have a why, like, there's a limit. Like, you're going to do a bit, but you're going to stop somewhere because you don't care about it, actually. 100%. So you, you, you need a, a why for everything. And if you find your why and, and you can connect to it, you're going to be doing everything you can to reach this goal, whatever it is. And well, I yeah. think as well, like you said, it gives you a reason to push forward but also gives you like an end goal like I want to be fit so that I can run around with my children or so that I can I don't know take my parents to the theater or whatever it is you want to do if you're not fit and healthy you can't do that so if you have a reason why you want to be fit and healthy or whatever it is that you're working on if you have that why it makes it more real I think and more attainable and kind of gives you a goal to work towards is what I it's true for everything I mean yeah. not about fitness it's like the same for your career for your yeah. relationship for actually anything in life probably uh, for sure if you if you whatever you do if you do it for no reason like you're not gonna do it for long right uh, yeah for sure yeah i like to think of the why as our our own compass because when we have a why and we have our true north we can always pull out that compass and make sure we're moving in the right direction and also when we're really clear on our values we can look at any situation that comes up and we can immediately say okay that aligns to my values and my vision and my why or it doesn't. And it's a very easy yes or no. And my philosophy now, if something's not like a fuck yes, I'm not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like it has to be such a strong yes that it aligns so much with my vision and my goals and my dreams for myself in the world that if it's not that, then I'm not doing it. Yeah, if That's it's not going to bring any value to your life, I guess, yeah. That's a good way to live. If it's not a fuck yes, I'm not doing yeah. it. Like. Yeah, straight up, straight up. Because yeah. I think so many of us are, are worried about looking good that we we make these wishy-washy commitments or say yes to things where deep down or not even that deep down like we just know like no. that's <laughs> not what i want to do but 
oh, I don't want to hurt this person's feelings or I don't want yeah. this person to look at me this way or whatever I feel like I'm particularly bad at this. I'm a people pleaser. Like I hate saying no to people. Even if I'm like, I really don't want to do that. Oh, but I'll say yes and do it anyway. And Even then, for your business, actually. Like everything, <laughs> everything. And then like obviously my family and Jeremy, like close people I will say no to. But people that I'm not so close with, I will say yes just to people please. And then I'll come home and complain to Jeremy. Oh my God, I had to do this fucking <laughs> thing that I hated. Ah. And he's like, just say no in the first place. I'm like, I can't say no. So that's something I'm learning on, like not learning on. That's something I'm working on. Working on, that's the word. That's something I'm working on myself to try and say no to things I don't want to do. Or like as well, people in my life, if I don't want to be friends with them, I just won't be friends with them. And trying to have a clear vision of what does work for me and what doesn't work for me and stick to it and stick to my guns. So I still find that hard, but I think it's important that people, you know, do yeah. know their worth and do what they want to do and... And again, we go back to like why, like the reason you would, you know, like not be friend with someone is because you don't want to be surrounded by like negativity, for example, or whatever. And you want, you want to do stuff or you want to be with people that are going to be adding value to your life, happiness, joy, whatever it is. Um, and yeah, you need to take decisions based on now and not just based on, I should not do it because you know, they're not going to like me anymore, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, I mean, we all do it. For sure. But we know deep down it's wrong. It's, it's not the right thing to do because it's, it's not serving us long term. Not at all. Uh, at all. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. A quote that I heard Paul Chuck say once that really stuck with me is that your yes has no value until you start to say no. Because mm. then a person can say yes to anything. And if I myself just become a yes man, when I do say no, finally, then it would actually have power. Yeah, it means something. Right. But if not, then I'm just not adding any value to my life or anybody right. else's. I like this one. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Check's a wise guy. <laughs> um, to go back on, on, on a few things that I know about you, um, during the training, we did a bunch of things together and... Uh, something bothered me you know, yeah. during the training was uh, i'm not gonna get into the detail but um we will we'll share a few pictures on the social media for the people who don't know you but like alvi is like a big guy i mean it looks good uh, it's not the point but like i appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> his feet is tall like he's got a lot of charisma uh and when you are around alvi like you feel good uh, I don't know. That's what I feel good. I'm not gonna talk Me for too. <laughs> and, um, and being around you, I think I told you that. Like, I feel I can do anything when I'm with you. Like, you've got this vibe, this aura. I don't know what it is that. I think you're very calming. That's the thing. You're very calming and very like sure of yourself, which makes everyone else around yeah. us like. But calm like and in a nice way, and, like yeah, yeah. yeah, like it's not arrogance. It's like oh no, it's like a, a peaceful, positive vibe that can get you to do anything and um and a lot of people see that in you like people believe in you you know you, you you're training a lot of people and um but at the same time i know from a specific exercise that you somehow um i don't know if it's a lack of confidence in yourself or if it's because you're putting other people first uh and yeah you would sell you would save everyone before saving yourself uh but yeah like can you can you can you go into that like what this yeah for sure it, it's interesting so 
in that specific exercise and you know that was in november so just you know three four months ago and from that exercise i had this realization that i didn't recognize my own greatness and that i really wouldn't acknowledge when other people gave me praise and compliments and through the training that we did and going deeper into it um i realized where that came from and it was so interesting so going back to my mom when i was young because she was so sick she didn't have much of a social life she wouldn't go out so she would be inside the house a lot and she would always just have conversations with different friends or family members and i remember specifically being somewhere maybe like sixth, seventh grade in middle school where almost every conversation I could remember my mom just bragging about me, just saying how good I was doing in baseball, how well I was doing in school. She just always bragged about me. And I had this moment where I decided to literally just shut it out and like not listen to it anymore, like in one ear, out the other. And I didn't Because you were embarrassed about it? Yeah, exactly. I was embarrassed by it. That's exactly what it was. And what that ended up turning into literally up until like three months ago was I could get acknowledgement and praise from people. And I used to think I was being humble by not really embodying it, but really all I was doing was like hurting myself and sabotaging myself because I would get into these moments where say it was time for me to raise my prices or market myself or talk, have, you know, have a sales conversation, I would feel so uncomfortable because I wouldn't really acknowledge my own worth. And over my career, I've helped people in total lose hundreds of pounds. I've helped a bunch of high school students make it to college athletics. I had college athletes make it to the pros. I've had pros go from undrafted to starters for their teams. I've worked with wow. you know some people who are going to be like future Hall of Famers. And I never really like embodied or celebrated any of it because I thought I was just being humble. And really what it was is like I was really just shitting on myself, like to be honest. And since this training, I've been able to really reflect on this and go back and see where it came from. And now I'm coming from a whole different energy. And that's what happened during that exercise is that I was getting all of this positive feedback and I still wanted to let it kind of go in one ear, out the other, not really embody it. And and it showed in that exercise. And it wasn't until that exercise was done where I was like, wow, like, oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. Like I had like a oh, shit moment. Like, okay, I get to to really acknowledge what I'm capable of and what I can do in this world. And I've really been just crushing it like the last three months. And it's been a powerful experience imagine yeah and it's going to serve you in your life in your business like everywhere absolutely and my relationships for sure yeah yeah and you must feel good i mean it also, does, like, it, just does. For <laughs> it, it does and it's so interesting because looking back i used to feel a little hypocritical because i would have my my clients like really celebrate themselves mm-hmm. like celebrate even the smallest of wins <laughs> like acknowledge yourself like be like happy about it Yet, I wasn't really doing that for myself. It's like, do what you say, but not what I do. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> and, and the crazy thing is, is back then it was it was subconscious. Like, I didn't even realize because I thought I was coming from this place of like, not martyrdom, but I was just so humble that, you know, I'm not going to acknowledge it. And that's not what it was at all. Interesting. That's 
Yeah, I, I can totally relate to that because I feel that in life, uh, and it's true during our education or our career, is that we focus on what's wrong, on like the negative points. You know, like in school, when you have an exam, um, you're only going to see what's in red on the paper, what's wrong about it. Right. Uh, and even if you have like 95% of good things, you're only going to see the 5% bright red jumping out. Um, and we always focus on, shit, I've done this stuff wrong. Rather than, I've done 95% good. We're going to focus on the bad stuff. And I, I feel that this is something that the society is actually training us to do. Like we, we are conditioned by our education from the parents or schools uh, and then for our job like all the managers we have and everything like they just most of the time talk about what we need to improve like we don't spend enough time talking about what's working what are you doing well what are you doing good what value are you bringing to the company to your life to your relationship to whatever now we focus on on a negative and and that that's showing up in in a society for everyone uh, that's why there is so much like depression and 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 people having issue because like we don't celebrate success right. uh, in, in in anything and i guess like rosie you can relate to that like you're not really good at mm -hmm. acknowledging yourself like in your business <laughs> like you don't well, it's funny you mentioned that actually about work because i remember when i worked at subway and like other shitty jobs that i hated if you turned up five minutes late you'd get yelled at but then if you skipped your break because it was busy, you'd never got any acknowledgement for like, thank you for sticking around and serving all the people rather than having a break on your 10 hour shift. Like it was always the negative that gets pulled up and never like, actually, I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for staying late or thank you for doing this or that. It's always like you were saying, like the bad stuff is always the focus. Yeah, if, 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 if you do something right, we're just going to say, yeah, that's what you should do anyway. So, you <laughs> yeah. know, I'm, I'm not going to clap because you did your job. Right. Uh, but if you do... A tiny a thing little wrong. thing wrong. You're gonna hear about it for the next thirty days, probably. Yeah. Um, and 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 this is like, like if you grow up like that, that's gonna show up in your adult life Absolutely. somehow. And, and and then yeah, you're gonna end up with like not believing and trusting yourself when everyone can see your value. I mean, literally everyone I know, like see your value, see how great you are. And it took you how many years, like? realize that yeah literally like, like 31 yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> well literally. better late than never but right i got uh, a lot of life left to how, live so. yeah exactly no but it's interesting how like the way we are raised and and the way we are conditioned sadly yeah. as the world uh, has such a powerful impact in like our entire life uh and you start with just little things um but we don't realize it's like, yeah, the butterfly effect. Like you start with a little thing and you end up being like yeah, a big thing in your life later. Yeah, we got this, you know, huge epidemic now where just so many people feel alone and not worthy and by themselves. And I believe it comes from that same conditioning that you're talking about where if we grow up and all we hear about are the things that aren't going well or aren't quote unquote perfect, then that's literally the first thing we look at. And that's the first thing that we embody. And I think it's important that as a society, like we make the change by one, first acknowledging ourselves 
and filling up our own cup because I know when my cup is full and I'm feeling great about myself, that's what allows me to pour over into others. And it was funny because up until the training, I thought I was doing that and I was to an extent, but nowhere near to where it could be. And now I'm starting to see like I have so much more joy and peace in my life because I understand that, you know, I am putting, you know, use the airplane analogy, like I'm putting my mask on first so that I can help others and also that I can receive praise and actually embody it and understand that that's going to fill up my cup. And now with all that praise, I can go and help other people. Yeah, it's a great source of motivation and and, and it's going to keep you going and to help more people it's just a source of motivation i guess right now absolutely and it has like this avalanche effect where the more and more and more people do it the more it shows up in the world and what i think is so great about that community that we're a part of whether it's through that training or whether it's through daybreaker or any other thing it's like when we all come together and we're we're radiating and we have this positive energy and the vibes are all the way up we see this joy and like childlike wonder, like in all of these people. And life is so much fun this way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so much better, it's right? It's way better. Like when you don't judge the way you move, the way you look, the way you behave. Uh, yeah. When you remove all this judgment and opinion and, and, and stuff like that, like everything is much simpler. For sure. It's way easier. For sure. Um, no bullshit. And, and yeah, everyone, it's fun at the end. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think it starts with each individual person just acknowledging and like recognizing themselves and understanding the gift that they are to the world and understanding how important they are and how much that they contribute to society. Because when a person does have that level of self-worth, it doesn't matter what anyone else says to them, whether it's a colleague or a parent or a supervisor or a spouse, like they, they know that they're in, in, they are in integrity with themselves and it's not going to matter what anyone else says. It's all the internal validation, not the external. Um, talking about that, I'm thinking that um, I know that every Wednesday uh, with one of our friends and also Jeremy, uh, you go to a school, right? A high school? Uh, a middle school, middle school Ols- right? Olsen Middle School. Uh, to like a boys club. Yeah. Um, uh, how how is that impacting you and what are you trying to bring to these to those kids well also what do you do tell me about it because i don't think i know much about it okay so so jeremy and i we have a program that we run out of Olson middle school called boys club that we run with one of the teachers mr george he's an amazing person shout out to mr george <laughs> and the idea of this is it's really just an opportunity for for Jeremy and I to express to these kids, these sixth to eighth graders, how much they matter and how much they're capable of and give them a different perspective of the world. Because a lot of these kids come from lower income communities and a lot of them are living with single parents. And a lot of them have seen, you know, a lot of violence or drug abuse or whatever it may be. And Jeremy and I are coming in there to really disrupt the whole narrative that they might currently have. So a lot of times when we go in, we have certain topics that we touch on, whether it's vision or it's mission or it's integrity or if it's self-worth. And a lot of times we just have free flowing conversations that come up 
And the whole purpose is for all these kids to, or all these young boys to know that they have a voice and that it matters. And we talk about things like bullying. We talk about gun violence in schools. We talk about, you know, like we talk about drugs. We talk about alcohol abuse because these are all real things that happen. And we don't sugarcoat it. And we do that to offer them really the opportunity to see what else is possible in the world. And Jeremy and I, we use ourselves as examples of what's possible. Like we tell them every time we're there, like, you know, we don't get paid for this. We, we come because this is part of our vision for the world. And for me, you know, I, I wish I had mentors like that yeah. um, when I was at that age, because middle school is a tough age. Like, how old is middle school? Just so, so middle school is like 12 to 14. Okay, yeah, that's a tough age. Yeah, so that, that's when... <laughs> Hormones. So. Yeah, and also yeah. That, that's when you, you know, you're gonna, you create yourself. You yeah. find yourself. And that's where things can turn really well or really bad, usually. Yeah. So that's like a critical point. Yeah, for sure. And um, it, we talk about so many different things. Like we have the kids when they, when they, so we have ground rules when we're in there. So, so we tell them like, you know, if you're, if you're talking when someone else is talking, you're going to do push-ups. If, if you're not, if you're not sitting up tall, because I, I, we explained to them how important presentation is, you're going to do push-ups. And then when we have them do the push-ups, we make it be known that this isn't a punishment. What this is, is showing accountability mm-hmm. that you're accountable, you're accountable to the actions or inaction that you're taking in your life. And I want to show them how that shows up in the real world as well, because as a middle schooler, they feel like they don't have that much on the line. Mm. And we have a lot of kids in there that are young athletes. And I tell them like, hey, if if your grades aren't good in high school, you don't get to just start over. If you don't have a high enough GPA, one, you can't play. Yeah, that's it. And then if it's if it's just barely good enough to play, colleges aren't going to look at you. They're not going to be able to depend on you. And the message is really starting to hit home. And I remember this probably my probably like two, three months into it now. And, you know, at first the kids were just so shy and just didn't want to talk. And like now to actually see them like having like deep conversations and bouncing back and forth their ideas and being vulnerable and, and talking about things that are going on, whether it's in their household or it's in their neighborhood or it's with their teams or it's in school. It's such a powerful thing to see because we're, we're, working to cultivate leaders Mm. and i tell them all like all of you are a leader because you have to be the leader of your life and it's just been a powerful experience and you know it's been filling my cup a ton i know jeremy feels the same way and we've been approached by people actually in the broward county school board who wants us to to grow that and and scale it and um it's just an incredible opportunity. It's really cool to see. That'd be amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool to see what type of things come up. Um, you know, when I'm just following my heart and my passion. I remember actually you told me that some some kids in the school like are skipping class to come to your club, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. No, but it's interesting to see how I guess at the beginning, you know, like they didn't want to share. They're like, "What the fuck are we doing here?" I guess. Yeah. Uh, and and now like. <laughs> everyone wants to be in yeah yeah um, and then we had to tell them that that's not the answer <laughs> either so. <laughs> no, but, Go back to school, kids. right right yeah, you guys gotta do what you gotta do um also i think you 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 said something that i find interesting is that you're you're trying to tell them that to teach them maybe to be vulnerable yeah. i was about to pick up on that as well because i think a lot of young men 
are told to be strong and don't cry yeah. and don't be vulnerable and don't it's like a taboo yeah, yeah. Like yeah. For guys we like, started yeah, sure. learning like we go to some events human connection events and it's really powerful as well because they talk a lot about how men are treated in society and then also how women are to treat uh, women are treated as well and how different they are but equally how damaging it is to both sexes and i think it's important that you're encouraging these young men to talk openly about issues and about problems and about drugs and alcohol and guns and all these different things that usually don't get talked about unless you're in the situation you don't tend to talk to anyone about it especially at that age so it's incredible that you're giving them the space to open up and to be vulnerable and to talk about these things that otherwise probably wouldn't you know wouldn't be talked about yeah especially at, at this age at school i remember that usually like you're super careful with what you say to your mates because like if you say the wrong thing or if you say something that you know like is going to sound weak or whatever uh and usually like emotions at this age or associated to a sign of weakness like no i'm, I'm a tough guy uh, right. <laughs> I, I don't cry <laughs> like whatever mm. when yeah like the, it's important to start them early isn't it yeah it's, it's really yeah. important because like you're gonna avoid like bullying and stuff like that by doing that like they're all open opening up to each other and it, it it's gonna help with trust with confidence with vulnerability and and that's gonna be like a tremendous help for the future life like for sure yeah for sure yeah i hope so and um it's just it's been powerful so far and i share so much of my experience with them and jeremy and i are very transparent mm -hmm. and a topic that i always touch on is like how much of a bully that i was when i was that age and coming from that perspective of a big reason why i was this type of bully is because of all of the insecurities that i had mm -hmm. like i was an overweight little kid um you know my home life wasn't amazing um, I had an older brother who I love to death, but, you know, seven years older than me, we're boys, so we get into fights, and yep. he's seven years older, <laughs> so he'd always win, yeah, yeah so uh, so it'd be one of those things where I would always take out my anger on on other people, and because I was a fat little kid, you know, it's really easy to call someone fat, fat, so, like, I just developed so many, like, witty, but, like, hurtful comebacks for all that, where a lot of like the nasty things I was saying was just based off my own insecurities. Just protecting yourself. I yeah, guess, exactly. Like, yeah. Just protecting myself down to make you feel better about yourself. A hundred percent. And that's actually a topic we actually touched on today and how I, I, I remember saying distinctly, you know, one, if you're a kid that's getting bullied, like one, that's never okay. Like speak up, talk to a teacher, talk to an administrator, reach out to your parents. Like, don't think that's something that you have to bring on by yourself. And then I also say on the other side, if you're a bully, like check in with yourself, like what's going on in your life that's having you act out this type of way where you think it's okay to, you know, hit somebody else or be verbally abusive. And then we, we've had conversations where, you know, we had kids raise their hand, like, like raise your hand if you feel like you, you've been bullied and then we had on the other side, like raise your hand if you know you bullied somebody. And we had an open dialogue of like, look, like if you're the person being bullied, because we talk about compassion, it's it's one, it's not okay that you're being bullied. And look at that person who's doing it and understand that that kid is hurting a ton. Yeah, yeah. he's in pain. Two, and he's in a lot of pain and there's things that's going on. And, you know, how can we rectify this situation? Like at the end of the day, all you guys are brothers. You know what I'm saying? Like all you guys represent Olsen Middle School. And 
there is a way to get along and to transcend the the bickering and the fighting and the verbal abuse if they want to. And as they're starting to check in with themselves, Jeremy and I have been getting so much feedback from Mr. George on how so many of these kids are showing up differently. The ones who were really shy and quiet are starting to speak up and be more confident. And the ones who were acting out, like running all around, being a distraction, they are starting to ground themselves a little bit more. And um, to, to get feedback like that is just, it's unbelievable. It's incredible. Yeah, it is. You're actually changing That's lives. better than money. <laughs> no, I mean, for that's sure. Like, yeah. For sure. <laughs> and then going back to like the value thing where I look at my business and, you know, since we did that training, I've raised all my rates and I understand that me raising my rates is so that I can take time and I can volunteer and work with these kids for free and be able to help, you know, other groups who, who can't afford it or whatever it may be. And it's really shifting how I look at my work, how I look at money, how I look at contribution and community. And, and it's been powerful. Imagine, yeah. And, and even like on a personal level, I guess, like seeing those kids growing, I guess you can relate. Like, like you said, like you, you wish you had a mentor when, when you're that age. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I guess that that should be mandatory in any school, probably. No, that'd be <laughs> like, amazing. Like, yeah, any, any any country. I mean, yeah, it's not even just about here or whatever like that. Right. I was wondering, the group of kids are they all friends or are they? No, do some of them bully the other ones, or they have they formed like a friendship together now through this group, or how does how's the dynamics? Yeah, so I would definitely say there's different friend groups within the class. Mm-hmm. What I will say is that there seems to be more of a level of respect across all the kids whether they're they're good friends or they're not they're treating each other in such a way that they understand that like they're all human and they're they all each other i guess like they right. understand that the one being bullied is you know and 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 the, and the one bullying the other one like they're the same kid at the end and they're just dealing with their own issues and i guess that's i guess what you're doing is bringing them all together that's uh, the goal yeah it's like creating unity for sure. Uh, yeah, like they're not gonna be best mate. That's fine, but they're all gonna care about each other and and, and understand each other. And I, I guess that's the main thing. Like that. I mean, that's what we should do on a bigger scale. No, <laughs> like, for like, sure, right? <laughs> like, no, but yeah, right. I mean, that's like the the, the the class is a good representation of the world. Like you know, like someone bullying someone else is someone going at work to another country is the same. And yeah. we we just need to understand that we all the same we all want the same at the end right like what no matter like where you come from your 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 race your education your religion your whatever like we all want the same shit in life it's pretty simple usually. yeah <laughs> for sure and, and and yeah and and no one is naturally bad no one is born like a bad person right um like it's usually coming up from some from somewhere some pain bubbling bubbling for years and years and years and and one day is just coming out and and yeah the longer the the worse it gets but yeah this is that, that that's amazing what you're doing i mean it's so inspiring and yeah if, if you can find a way to scale that that would be amazing for the for all this the kids are going to be lucky to to have you and, and jeremy doing that because i mean you two are really inspiring and yeah, it's great that you're doing that. We need more people like you. No, I appreciate <laughs> that. I mean, we're we're going to bring you into a class one of these days. <laughs> That'll be fun, yeah. I, don't know. I mean, and, and yeah, and like, I guess, how is that helping you, um, you know, as, as a person to grow as well? Like, how, how is that impacting you on your daily life and on maybe with your job? How, 
how he's impacting you? Yeah, for me, working with these boys has just helped me understand just how how delicate and like really fragile life is. Um, it's interesting to see how I can look at adults now and I can see the little kid in them. And whenever I see somebody like acting out, you know, I can look at that person. I can see like, you know, the five-year-old version of them who is just, you know, sweet and charismatic and just having fun. And it's like, it's like, damn, like when in life, what happened changed in the, in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Like what, like what changed right. that? And I, what I'm learning from these kids too, is that we can change at any time. Like if the middle schoolers can do it, I believe adults can too, if they're willing to, you know, open up and, and not have to be like righteous about everything. Cause one, one of my, one of my biggest things is, you know, we're capable of doing anything if we believe that we can do it. But if the belief's not there, then we're not going to do anything to make the change. So just how I try to build these young kids up when I'm working with my clients, it's the same exact thing. Like I'm working with them to understand one, like let's build awareness on what's really important to you. Like what is it that you really want and why do you want that? And how is your life going to be different and yet really fulfilling going forward? And a lot of the adults that I come in contact with at first, they feel stuck. And sometimes it just takes just a deep conversation and just peeling back the layers for them to realize what they're capable of and how they can move forward and create the life that they want. And it can happen at any age. Like if we look at our training, like we have yeah, people who was, are like, yeah, I was gonna say like, that, yeah. from, like I actually just coached a, a part two for that training. And there was a, a high school senior all the way up to like a 65 year old. And that just shows me that transformation is possible for anyone. It's never too late. It's never too late. <laughs> yeah. It's never too late. If someone wants to change, they can change. And my whole thing as like a growth coach is helping people realize like you can grow in any part of your life whenever you want to do it, as long as you're committed yeah, and but, you're ready. And again, I feel like this is one of the things that the society is teaching us and conditioning us is that when you're 60, you're fucked. Like you're too old Life's for that. Over. <laughs> yeah, like, just go and sit in the car. Like, no, but like when you apply for a job at past fifty years old, no one wants you anymore. Yeah, like crazy. Like how how is, that's not helping self esteem. No, and that's got an impact on everything else. Like you said, so like again, we we go back to like the way, like all the community belief, like all the collective belief that we have as a society, as a world. Like this is impacting every one of us. And yeah, it's never too late to change bullshit. Like you can create a business at 65 and, and get fit and eat differently and, 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 and still travel the world for probably another 25 years uh, if you want to. Absolutely. I think it's also important that you can continue to change. You can set a goal at 20, set another goal at 22, another goal at 25, another goal at 25 in two months. Like you can always change and always have new, um, ambitions and goals and ideas. And it's okay to try new things and do new things. There's never... I would say it's never too late, but even you can keep changing your goals. It doesn't have to be, I want to do this and then reach your goal. Okay, now what? Like set more <laughs> goals, keep going, yeah. keep pushing. Like right. Don't feel bad because the goal you set up last year, like not the right one. You can yeah, just set up another one. And, and, yeah, if you yeah. fail your goals, it doesn't mean you failed at life. You can just no. set a new goal, a different one. Like it's not. Yeah, well, like we learn in the training, don't get attached to your result. Right. Like it's not because you're failing at something that you're a failure. Like, dude, you are not your result. Like, you are a person, you're trying your best. 
that's that's all you do like try your best and do your best and then see what comes up and if it's good it's good if it's bad it's bad but i mean as long as you do your best and you you're okay with it you're in integrity with it that's fine that's yeah. That's what it matters. Yeah. yeah and you're gonna learn from it like, like i mean you're saying that yeah like i think that we should keep growing and keep evolving like i have new goals every week yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and new projects and everything when that's fine yeah. like whether i accomplish them or not is a different story but i'm always wanting to try new things and trying new things and if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't it's not a big deal it's you know it's part of life i think just keep pushing forward for sure like i think it's like the journey is so much more important than the destination because yes. i know in my life i had plenty of times where i had a certain goal i reached the goal got there and i was like oh wait this isn't really what I, <laughs> it's not what i wanted at all <laughs> yeah. and then i'm just like all right like that's cool like now let me just go and work on the next thing and take that next path and just like you said jeremy when we're in integrity with ourselves and we know that we're giving our best effort you know our path is may just change and that's perfectly fine because i know that I might not know what I like until I find out what I dislike. And then I might think I like something, get there, not like it. Cool. I just learned from that. And now I can take what I just learned there and go apply it to the next venture and whatever it is. And that's really how my career has kind of taken shape where at first it was all about personal training and sports performance. And then from there, you know, once I changed my nutrition and I saw the impact I had for me. Then a lot of my work started focusing around, you know, eating better foods, nutrient dense foods, finding ways to find a nutrition program that, you know, supports my own body. And then from there, it, it grew into like, okay, it's more than just the working out. It's more than just the food, but it's also like the social interactions because I, I had a, a time where when I first lost all this weight and I had all this uh, enlightenment where my social life started to suffer. I had a moment where I was sitting in my apartment and it was like 1130 on a Saturday and I was by myself and like I looked around and I'm just like, wait a minute, this isn't the answer either. And then I realized there were so many stories I was telling myself on, well, if I go out and like I don't want to drink, then, you know, someone's going to make fun of me or someone's going to make me drink and this, that, the other. And that gave me the opportunity to dig even deeper into the insecurities I had. And eventually I, I worked past and I realized, you know, I can go out and not drink and be perfectly fine with that. And or, yeah, <laughs> or, yeah, and be accepted. And, you know, if those are my friends. They're going to love me for it either way. And if I want to go out, turn up, like have a bunch of drinks, get drunk and be hung over the next day, that's cool too. And I'm not going to beat myself up about it because I'm an adult and I understood, you know, what I yeah. put myself into. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll just like do that and, and be okay with it. So peace of mind has been huge in my development and like now when I look at my work and just how I live life it really is this 360 holistic process where I understand that it's not only how I eat or how I exercise but it's how I think it's how I recover it's who I surround myself with it's how do I evolve um, what am I learning how am I growing what new experiences am I experiencing who am I giving back to in the community um, how am I being of service to my friends or whoever else? Like, since I've been t really working on all those aspects, like this is the most fulfilling life I've really ever had. And um, it's really inspired me to create the Fresh Air program that I have now where AIR is the acronym, where A is all about awareness and it's finding out where a person currently is and where it is that they want to go. 
And then we dive deep into, you know, what habits are getting in the way, what self-limiting beliefs are getting in the way, what stories or, you know, external validation is holding them back. And then from there, once they're super aware on where they want to go, it's all about the I, which is implementation. And depending on this is where the part of meeting somebody where they're at comes in, because for some clients, it's focused more on nutrition and movement for for some clients it's all about stress management for some people it's all about sleep and like morning routines and nightly routines and you know it's it's really just working on all of those factors to get to the r which is the reconnection and for me it's reconnecting people to their highest self their best self their healthiest self and when a person does reconnect with that like i have and many of my other clients have it really just opens up all new possibilities of what I or anyone else can do in this world. And it gives them just like a whole new vigor for life and like gives them the courage to go after what they want, whether it's that ideal relationship or it's the ideal career, business, family structure, like community service. Like there's so much to do. And if it wasn't for all of my past experiences, you know, I couldn't have been where I am now. And I can only imagine where I'm going to be, you know, just in the short future from now. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know about you guys, but I want to sign up now. No, <laughs> <laughs> <I mean, laughs> no, but I, it's, it's amazing. I think what you you're must doing. Do some incredible it's, transformations as well. Yeah. Like, oh, for sure. Physically, but also emotionally, and you know, in every aspect of their life, you must see the huge changes. Yeah, it, it's really unbelievable. Like people like look younger. <laughs> like, oh, <yeah>. like, <laughs> just, like just from being like happier and like like taking care of their body and sleeping more and because they're not worrying about the things they can't control. They're not stressing as much. And all of that ultimately leads to like the weight loss and it leads to the more fulfilling relationships and it leads to more impact. And um, yeah, it's been really incredible to see the transformations and I'm just committed to like celebrating those and acknowledging my worth and creating more of them. Yeah. That's so inspiring. I feel like <laughs> it's, I think it'll be amazing for you to, you know, like in, one year two years or five years like to look back into it see where all those people where they are like what they achieved and and, and see like one day in your life you're going to look back at it and see the impact you had on all those lives it's going to be like whoa no for sure one of those whoa <laughs> like shit <laughs> like, for sure that's going to be like yeah amazing yeah no, i appreciate that yeah well uh Thank you, uh, Alvi, for sharing all that. I mean, it's been an amazing hour. Uh, I we hope uh, you guys enjoy it, um, and you've been insp as inspired as I have been. Um, I mean, you might come back one day, anyway, oh, sure. like <laughs> in, in one year when you'll be a bit further into your journey yeah, and, sure. and see where you are. <laughs> yeah, when you're at a million downloads, yeah. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> I'll have to give you some royalties. Oh, like, shoot. I was the first one, remember? Gosh, I, I won't deny those royalties. Don't worry. I'm all about abundance now. I'm accepting. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you so much. It has been incredible to talk to you. And it was it was great that you opened up with us and you're inspiring us. And it was really an awesome episode. I was new, I was really nervous at the beginning, but it was good. You did well. We all did well. And I'm yeah, proud of us. <laughs> Go team. Yay. Yeah. No, yeah. So, yeah, this is what it's all about. It's just having a conversation around the table in our lounge. And, and just trying to share our personal experiences and, and 
and bring value to everyone, to you guys and even to ourselves. Yeah, mostly <laughs> we, for ourselves, yeah, actually. <laughs> um, so yeah, well, Alvi, thank you so much once again. Um, thank you guys for listening to this first episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, please leave us a review and uh, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, share it with everyone you know. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we will see you next week on the next episode. Thank you so much, guys. Bye. Peace. So we forgot to mention where you can find all three of us on Instagram. Alvi is at Mr. You Can Too. M-R-Y-O-U-C-A-N and then the number two. Jeremy is at Jeremy Andre underscore F-R. J-E-R-E-M-I-E-A-N-D-R-E underscore F-R. And I'm at Rosieandre underscore com. R-O-S-I-E-A-N-D-R-E underscore C-O-M. Thanks, guys.